Welcome to Healthy Dad, Wealthy Life. Wealthy Life, the ultimate channel destination for dads striving for more. So grab your gym clothes, golf clubs, financial plan, and dad jokes as we embark on our journey to better our health, build our wealth, and grow as fathers. Here are your hosts, AJ and Corey. We're live. We're live. All right. Kind of. We got a big episode today. First guest coming up. Yep. We'll introduce him in a second. It's going to be awkward because I'm going to try not to look at him right now. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> what do you got updated this week? Anything cool? So I uh, feel like I'm kind of a broken record at this point, but I do have a quick story. Um, so my kids are finishing up basketball. and uh, All three? Well, Cam's kind of started, but that's he's he's kind of young, so different kind of league. But anyways, big basketball tournament this past weekend, and uh, got very intense. The most intense game I've ever been to. Was that the Sunday game? Sunday game. Sandy's screaming, completely out of character for her. And I said, I turned around because I'm sitting next to some guys that we watched the game with, and uh, I said, hey, you realize I'm going to have to cash those checks that's coming out of your mouth right now if something, happens, something goes down, right? <laughs> Make her fight somebody. And everybody died. It was hilarious, <laughs> dude. So uh, we ended up winning. We fouled the guy with, we are up up one, like four seconds left, I think, or whatever. He's coming down the court. We fouled the guy with like .1 left. The worst, obviously. I mean, everybody's losing their mind. The guy has two free throws to win it, bricks them both. We erupt. Okay, time out. Yes. Let me pump the brakes. How old are these kids? 12. And you cheered grade. when he missed two free throws? You don't understand. No, this was for this was for the championship game. No, it wasn't. This was the championship of the bronze bracket. Yes. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, because I watched a loss. Yeah, that was this is for the championship of the bronze bracket the next day. So you went nuts when the kid just like the kid is defeated, just broken, and the crowd goes nuts. You gotta harden these kids these <laughs> days, man. I love it. Um anyways, uh, we won. That's awesome. Next thing is uh, we also had another big game. So we went straight into another tournament. This this is during the week. So I've been, it's been basketball every day for the yeah. past, I don't even know. At this a point, while. Honestly, like 10 days in a row, I think. Huge game versus probably the best kid in this area. I'm not going to name names. Uh, so I was really jacked up for the game. Miles was really jacked up for the game. Was this yesterday? This was Wednesday night. Oh, okay. After our, yeah, I got you. And I was... I was I was jacked up and Miles went in there like a dog and play I think he had like I don't even know 13 rebounds 20 he, he, points. He's much not that I didn't think he was good but he he can play. Yeah, he's good. And uh so he like he really really that was that was the first game I've seen where like he really really wanted to win. He wanted to beat this guy. Yeah. And uh mission accomplished. He was telling me about cuz we went out to dinner after because I went to the Saturday game that they lost. Not just lost, they got blown out. But that, that team was, they had that kid who was, well, how old are they again? 12? 12. He was six. Yeah, so the, the whole problem, to sum this up, with, with this tournament is they allow select teams and school teams to play, which I should got, not be. A whole different ball game, yeah. So that was a select team. They, I think they actually lost in the championship. Did they really? Yeah, by they I think were, a couple points. They were good. Anyway, that di- we had dinner that night, and I was like, why are you letting him back you down like that? He's like, Corey, he was six foot tall. I'm like, so you think he'd score? I'm, you're my height. You think he'd score on me? He goes, well, that's different. You're stronger than me. I go, then hit the gym. He's like, I hit the gym every single morning. I go, then go longer. He's like, so you expect me to wake up earlier? I go, yeah. 
he goes to the gym at 5.30 every morning. He goes, I get up, I go to the gym at 5.30. I go, maybe you should yeah. go at 5.15. He's like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> he, was so, he was so pissed. So but be, he wants to win. Yeah, so before this big game, I will say, I um, like I was I was amped up. I, knew, I know this their coach. I know who this player is. And so I was. I sent him some clips of, I'll send him some Kobe clips. And it was like, you know, be calm, be the quarterback. And I'm like, I'm the one that's like, so you sent Miles this? Oh yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I thought you sent the other coach this. No, I sent I sent Miles this. I said, hey, dude, be cool. You're the quarterback of the team. You got to be collected. And um, you know, it was it was kind of more for me. I felt like. Did they but, win the game? Yeah, we beat them by like twenty. Not, oh, wasn't even close. Yeah, it wasn't close. Nice. Yeah. Um, besides that, Sandy had a birthday. I don't know when this is. Time out. How old is she? Thirty nine, I believe. <laughs> she Big said thirty nine. I text her. I said, is it your birthday? She goes, you know it is. I said, happy birthday. And she said, still my 30s. I go, doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> She's 39 years old. So we didn't do much. We don't do much for celebrating. Next year, obviously, he's 40. He'll probably do something bigger. But yeah. um, just wanted to throw that in there. She gets her AARP magazines next year, right? <sighs> I don't know. She's, she's Medicare eligible at 40. Is it? Is that what it is? No, it's 65. Jesus Christ. No, I know when Medicare starts. When do they start sending those suckers out? ARP? Yeah. Not at 40. I don't know. I hope she gets one, though. I might send her I one. I feel like they send them out to younger people. Every When we used to get them at the office, because Sue, I think she's, I don't know, Sue's 73, 74. So when they come into the office, I would always give them to her and say, hey, they brought your mail to the office. Oh. And she was pissed at me every single time. Yeah. I loved it. What else you got? That's it. That's all I got. Besides, uh, kids are kind of sick this week. I feel like there's a big bug going around the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cam's been out of school for three days. Is he feeling better? Uh, he. I felt like he was a little bit better this morning. He's at my mom's, but um, Miles puked in the middle of the night Wednesday night. Didn't go to school, and now, but no temp. Feels fine. We got a championship game tonight. I said, take him back. I said, I, hey, I gave him. I gave him zinc. That a boy. I said, I'm pumping you up with zinc. I pumped him up with some elderberry. Pumped him up with some vitamins, and I said, hey, we're playing. And he's good to go. Good to go. What do you got? What do you so, think about you? I know this is going to be released way after this is over, but the challenge that we're doing, one of the parts of it is to write a note to your kid every day. And I don't know if I'm going to stop. I love it. I wrote, I don't write just like, love you, dad. Like, I, I write about our day every day. It's almost mm-hmm. like a journal for the girls. Um, and it's kind of nice because now I have stuff to talk about. Like, cause I don't remember things that happened seven days ago, but now I have them written down every single time. Literally, I have my, I showed you earlier, like full writing out notes. Um, and I read them to the girls every night That's and awesome. Colby can read hers, but I'd just rather read them to them. They love it. They think it's cool. But, um, on Tuesday, Colb's got, uh, promoted up to the competition team in gymnastics. Mm. So now it's going to require a lot more time. I think they have like three hour practices a couple times during the week. Um, and then she has... Now she'll be going to the competition, so that I mean, it's I think it's gonna start costing some cash, uh, but she's super stoked. Um, I, I I gotta ask you, do you? Is it like a kid thing or just my kid thing that Kennedy eats whipped cream on everything? Oh, whipped cream, carrots. Well, isn't, pizza. Isn't whipped cream like pure sugar? I'm sure it is. Maybe it's just my child thing. Well, I think my kids like whipped cream, but. They like she dips not, everything in not, it. Not French true. fries, pizza. Yeah, I told I think my that's kids weird. no, but <laughs> well, they don't like to hear that. We don't say that in my house. Um, <laughs> we went up to Springfield um, this past weekend. My niece's uh, 
she turned 12. So we went up, gave her a birthday gift, hung out with them for a little while, went up to Shields, which is my favorite oh. store in the world. Guess how much money I spent? None. How much would you have spent? $500. Really? I have a problem. I would have got seven Nike shirts, shorts. I would have bought some joggers. We are positively, or at least we're affecting our own lives. We know yeah, that. <laughs> I can't tell you how much money I've saved by doing this. Um, but Kennedy talked. It's an hour and 15 minutes there. So two hour and 30 minute round trip. She didn't. There wasn't a single moment of silence. Put your headphones on. No, I had to, hear, I had to listen to it the whole time. I was trying to read a book. I'm like, Kennedy, can you can we play a quiet game? She's like, not a chance, and just keeps rambling. Colby is singing behind me out of tune, making oh, up no. words. That's fun. Kids melatonin. Fix that. We did Valentine's Day bags, huh? 22 of them. Took me three hours because Colby had to handwrite every single thing. So I think Sandy bought... Ours for Cam, I don't. Oh, no, I, we have custom bags. Yeah, I stay out of that. That uh, not me. We had a we had assembly line of all the things that had to go into the bags, and she had to write their names on the notes, and then we had to put the notes in the bag, everything in the bag. Then we had tags on the bag. Then I had to do hole punches with a pencil because I didn't have a hole puncher. I stabbed my finger fourteen times. That's going all out. Yeah. The thing is though, like when they're with me, I want to do. I got, we have to do fun because I only get them half the time, so I want to yeah, do fun stuff with them when I have them. So, yeah. But I think that's all this week. I did want to add something real quick for everybody that is listening out there. I saw this and I posted this. This is probably last year, so 2023. Uh, I created an email for each of my kids. and You, you told me that. And that's all right along the same lines, but probably a little bit easier and better to keep managed yeah. long term. And I started off really strong. And obviously, we're, we're humans, but I, mm-hmm. and I, this makes me want to keep doing that. Yeah. Because like after every it's game, awesome. big game, I can just Heck yeah. say, hey, man, I'm really proud of you. And then you give them the password. But I created it, so I saved it all. I just like, you just get out of it. and I. Yeah, I kind of just want to keep this like in a book. I love the email idea too. Yeah. But just handwriting stuff every single night and then reading them to them. But then I'm going to give them to them at the end of the year yeah. just so they have that forever. I think that will be cool. Yeah. I would have liked something like that, I yeah. think. I agree. It's just cool to look back on. Like mm-hmm. the email thing is... I think it's different for girls too. Like, as a boy, do I really care if my dad what my dad wrote me as letter? Nah, I don't know. If I looked back now, I'd be like, "Ah, this is cool, Dad. You're thanks yeah, for being but, nice yeah, to me." But like, like, hey, man, you just won versus oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You had twenty points, thirteen yeah. rebounds. I'd be like, ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it's it's special for some for the girls. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right, I think that's our updates. All right, moving on. All right, so as we said at the beginning. First guest. First guest of the Healthy Dad, Wealthy Life podcast. We're even repping our shirts today. Repping the shirt. We should have bought one for our guest. Yeah, we'll get him one. We will. He we, gave me the, we got uh, the he, sticker for my, he does, for my shaker. He does have a sticker now. He does have a sticker. He's, the, he's official. Yeah, we got to have like a guest package, I feel like. Come in I like agree. A, like a water bottle yeah. and like a shirt and... Yeah, they're gonna do all this after I leave. Yeah, absolutely. No, you don't. Just, we're we'll send. We'll, we'll give it to you in the mail. Approximately the same time schedule that you brought our pizzas. Yeah. To. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, when did we order those pizzas? Uh, don't know. I mean, November. F- November. Probably November. Yeah. Or, or I think I picked October? them up from uh, the hockey club. I think it was early December. It's so. February 9th. You know. 
They've been frozen. They didn't go bad. <laughs> it's a, it's a frozen You're welcome. Pizza. I'm going to eat one tonight. I was actually looking out for you. I assumed you were going to start the new year on some sort of diet. So I didn't want to put pizzas oh, in your that's life. That's a fair point. New year, new me. Pizza. That's right. Yeah. So I waited till February after the, the normal people fall out, you know, and you're Thank back you. on. I like it. You so know, I never fell in. So I would have ate the pizza on day one. Well, I was looking out for you. I, I, I knew it. that about I'm you. I'm trying so. to gain some weight. Yeah. I'm trying to get strong. Pizza yeah. fuels carbs. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Energy. I will We've give talked you some about of mine. that. <laughs> Guys, trying to lose. I hit, I weighed in this morning. For the first time in my life, it started with a two. Hey, T R T. I need to cut <laughs> weight. <laughs> All right, let's introduce him since he's yes, already talked. Let's go. Yeah. Jimmy D, James Denton. Yeah. Sure I am. Nice to meet you, everybody. Glad to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate How it. How does it feel to be the first guest? Um, honored, nervous, honored. Yeah. Until I walked in and you, we should have got our guest a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. and then I, then I just felt, you know, can we at least change this light back here to match my shirt? Yeah, so it looks nice. I agree. So now I feel welcome. I appreciate it. I guarantee you look really good on this shot. Yeah, yeah for I hope sure. So only because it's not a shot with us. Because if you were with us, <laughs> it might not look as good. I'm just impressed I have my own chair. Thank you, guys. I thought it was going to be a little weird for me to squeeze in between you guys over there. It'd just be sitting there talking you, like this. Did you really think we were going to get you on the couch? Hey, you never know. I don't know where your minds go in these things. I listen. Uh, sometimes it gets a little crazy. So the last, the last time you were in our uh, studio slash my office, that was before the Shane Gillis concert, and yeah. you we had just the one couch going yeah. this way. So And he watches. He's one of our loyal listeners. Yeah. Listeners? I think that's what I said. I'm not sure where. Yeah, so he's watched our videos, listened to all of our podcasts, so the only thing he's ever seen was the casting couch. That's right. Oh, I, I didn't know what I was here. getting into. I'm a healthy dad, wealthy lifer. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Did I just come it. up it's with It's like that? a Swifty, yeah. but better. Yeah, exactly. Way better. Yeah. Less, no, nah, I can't say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Way less wealthy, though. <laughs> Let, before we start, since you're a, you're like a legit... A real one, Kansas City fan. Yeah. None of these bandwagon guys who, mm. I don't have the Rams anymore. I picked a team and picked the best possible team that they could pick. Yeah. I've uh, Shout out. I've been, I've been a Chiefs fan since they were bad, really bad. See, I appreciate you. I really do. So are you, are you, re, are you still appreciating it, or is it just the normal right now? I'm appreciating the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. incredible. Like, I remember... Now I I only ever really got to go to cold games because I played I played college baseball and uh, so I was always gone until Thanksgiving or Christmas break so it was no, most of the time cold when I came home and my dad started being like we need to go to some of these games you know like the Rams were still in town but the Chiefs didn't really come here very much unless it was like preseason uh, mm-hmm. plus you know as an indoor stadium yeah. it wasn't it's not the real same football to me but we'd go out there it's December. Uh, freezing cold, you know, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I just loved the atmosphere, even when they were terrible, you know, it's still just an incredible atmosphere to be a part of. And now, I mean, it's yeah. incredible. I, I knew, I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be good when he came in, yeah, like all time. You see though. the arm strength, you see like what he did in college and stuff like that. And then he started the one game, uh, I don't know. Week seventeen, Alex Smith's last year uh, yeah. beat the I beat the Broncos that. that that year. Then he just comes in and freaking 
AFC Championship, AFC Championship. Six straight, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. They've won six straight AFC. No, he's been no to they've six been to six straight. Oh, been to six straight. Thank and Brady, and Brady I gotta I gotta take some blame here. I, I promise the Chiefs, if anybody's from the Chiefs listening to this, I will never go to another AFC championship game. How many have you gone to? Two. They've lost both. Yep. Brady and the Patriots. Yep. It's one, right? Burrow and the and the Bengals. Oh yeah, I was at both of them. Overtime. Oh, Burrowhead. That was whenever the Burrowhead thing started. Yeah, popping that up. bullshit. <laughs> You're not a Joe Burrow fan. I like Joe Burrow. He is the hottest NFL quarterback when they put him into a woman. Have you seen those? Oh my! God. You guys have seen this. Just, don't act like I you understand what you're meme. saying now. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take it. He looks like a supermodel in that thing. <laughs> Legit. If you guys have seen him, don't act like I'm a weirdo. You haven't seen it. I've they seen ma- it. They make all the NFL quarterbacks into it. women. He's I've, smoking hot. I've seen it. You just jumped. Judge me. I don't care. Right into that. He's the hottest. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm a single guy. I mean, we went from Burrow's couch to Joe Burrow's hot when he's in a woman. So. Yeah, hey, leave I, me alone. He, he shifted gears pretty quickly. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you what, though. Arrowhead's a different experience. It's awesome. Unbelievable. I would say it's right there below Lambeau with the Packers for sure. I've never you been know. to Lambeau, but the tailgating at Arrowhead, there's no way anywhere, anywhere's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you haven't been there. I bet. No, so I'm just don't. saying, like, I've, I can't even imagine. I couldn't have imagined a cooler experience. We have a, a, a buddy of mine, patient, who's been a season ticket holder forever, and they have 17 spots. Mm. They get there they get there as soon as the gates open. Yeah. And they set up 17 spots. They have uh like seven tables lined up with every single food you could put. Now we're, we're not talking about chili and dogs. We're talking about they had spaghetti. They they had every food that they had wings, burgers, brats, everything that you could imagine. And every and unlimited beer. Whisk anything you wanted, they yeah. had. It was like, it was unbelievable. And people were going nuts the whole time. Then we stayed after the game, and the players, like, you get to yell at the people as they're driving. It was so cool. I had a blast. I will say. They lost. Most people. Oh, gosh. To Buffalo. <laughs> I will say most people compare, like, Kansas City and Green Bay, like, as far as top tailgating places. So I had a similar experience the first time I went to Green Bay. They're out there tailgating, and they're, you're walking by, and they're like, hey, you want some food? And I'm like. For me, like I'm just, Dude. I don't even know you. It's crazy. Yeah. As cars were driving by, we were handing them. People were hanging out. The, we'd give them beers. They were shotgunning beers in the, while driving oh, yeah. by. It was so cool. Well, yeah. you go into a tailgate and you're like, you never think you're gonna have enough. It's like packing for vacation. You know, you might wear the same joggers or same jeans a couple days a week, but you go on vacation. You're like, I'm gonna need seven different pairs of jeans <laughs> for the seven days that I'm here. Yeah. So, like for tailgating, it's like, okay, I'm gonna need a whole pack of hot dogs, a whole pack of brats. Yeah, you know what? How about some Italian beef? We'll do that. (laughs) You're going to make some chili, bring that. We're going to need 97 beers per cooler, (laughs) you know? And then you get there, you're like, shit. We're never going to drink this in three hours. (laughs) Hey, bro, you won't? Yeah. Yeah. Just start chucking it out. And people are like, these guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're just bad at planning, but it's still a great time. (laughs) It was was awesome. (laughs) Had a blast. Yeah. So, do you go to games often still then? Yeah. Yeah. I. No more playoff games for me. Hell, even the first playoff game that I went to was the Texans game. Oh. The first Super Bowl year they won. And uh 20-0, right? Uh, it was 24-0 in the yeah. first quarter. And it was like, like Lindsay and I, we were at a, we paid for a tailgate, you know, because when you're from out of town and you don't have 17 spots, you know, in the front, yeah. you just pay for a tailgate, you get free beer, food, stuff like that. So by the time we got into the stadium – 
got our drinks, got to the stands. It was 24 to nothing. Houston. Oh my I looked at Lindsay. I'm like, man, should we go? <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just at the AFC Championship the previous year yeah. when they lost to Brady in overtime. And it was devastating. I'm like, man, maybe I'm just bad luck in the pl- in the playoffs. 24 nothing. She's like, no, let's just stay. I'm like, I don't know, 24 nothing first quarter is not, <laughs> not looking not, good. Not promising, you know. <laughs> and uh, then, I don't know, a couple weird things happened. Like they, Houston fumbled on a kickoff, you know, touchdown. Interception, touchdown. Before you know it, at halftime, it's 28-24, Chiefs. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's turned around. Yeah. I'm back. I can go to playoff <laughs> games again. Then we didn't go again until, you know, Burrow. And Burrow hit. All right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my away be- this year. That's hey, my that's betting what's life good right about there. this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. Hit that one parlay. We're back. Yeah. No, that's why this year has been great because they had to go on the road almost every year except the first night. We were, we went to Shane Gillis, so we couldn't go. Couldn't go anyway, mm-hmm. even though you're a. We Dolph- don't need to bring Dolphins it up. Fan, yeah, you know? it was a tough. And tough it was loss. the coldest game in the history of cold. It was like minus yeah. thirty degrees. That would have sucked. It was also annoying to me that we sat Shane Gillis and every person around me had the Chiefs game on and we're all rooting for the Chiefs. And I was like, go home, yeah. you bunch of nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds in the True. Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. Do you remember pulling up to Shane Gillis <laughs> and that guy got out of his truck with a heated vest? You're like, what a n- loser. <laughs> and then we get in line, it's negative 18 degree wind show, we're freezing, and well, he passes us, and you're like, that guy's a genius. <laughs> hey, can we stick our hands yes. in your in your vest? <laughs> can we hold on to you, uh, please? Uh, that was cold. It was so cold. It was freezing. I feel like after the first 10 minutes, my body was numb, and I couldn't feel anything anymore. Yeah. And then I was just shivering uncontrollably and laughing. The next morning, my Whoop journal popped up, and it's like, "Did you cold tub?" And I seriously considered <laughs> saying yes, I did. It I mean, felt that's like it. The, I would say that's colder than a cold tub. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent colder than a cold well, tub. I mean, you can't get zero degree water. I mean, it's just it, you're freezes just sitting on yeah, top of I think ice. It freezes. <laughs> but for real, like I don't. I would say that I don't know if it lowers your body temperature. It, I don't know the science behind that. If a 40 degree water lowers your because you're shirtless in it or whatever if it lowers your body temperature faster than negative 18 degree wind chill outside with clothes on i don't know if the water makes it colder yeah but i didn't have a jacket aj i didn't either i mean who wants to take a jacket i had had the vest on i had a vest on it wasn't heated though it was not heated nerd (laughs) that was a good time i like the uh i like the special he's my favorite comedian right now oh yeah he's awesome for sure i do i do love Cat Williams a little bit more after. Uh, not, Cat Williams not, isn't my top fifteen. Okay, that's really Cat Williams bad. is pretty funny. Yeah, I was about to say he's like maybe not top twenty. He's like in the top three of all time for sure. Yes. No. Did you not watch the interview with Shannon Sharp? It's like it got like fifty million. Well, his views. because he doesn't play from the tips. Yeah, that was a funny little clip he had. Oh, dude, he. he, <laughs> did he you, I did like great. the fact he's like. He's like, he's like, what what tees you play like from? He goes, the furthest up. They they keep asking me, do you want to play farther back? He's like, for free? Like, why would I do something like that? He's like, I'm gonna play the closest to the hole as I can. Yeah, I did see that. But he's not. He's there's no there. way he's top three. Like, who, where's Dave Chappelle? I think he's. Who else? Who else you got? Dave Chappelle. Uh, Jamie Foxx. They they went over. Uh, like top five. Chris Rock. 
Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's definitely not up there. Definitely He's not. Funny. Kevin Hart, pre-famous, what the reason he, he is as big as he is. Shows. Did you what? Watch, did you not watch the Cat Williams episode? He did nothing. I can't with you. Facts. I take Tom Segura over him. Oh my gosh. I take oh. Burt Kreischer over him. I take Shane Gillis over him. I take Mark Norman over him. I feel like you're not talking Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle, All not right. even close. All right, we're going to pivot away from comedians. Cat Williams. Cat Williams got beat up by a high school kid. Was he in high school when that happened? No, it was like <laughs> five years ago. He fought a high school kid. Got worked. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Google it. I hope Cat Williams is watching this. I don't like you. I don't know what. what He's never going to watch us. Not, I don't understand. You never know. Well, hashtag Cat Williams. Hashtag if Cat Williams is watching us, I do like him. He's not top three. <laughs> He's like a top fiver for sure. Anyways, moving on. Do you wanna, do you wanna dive in? Yeah, we gotta we gotta shift gears. Shift gears. So the reason we had James on today, well, first of all, I don't know. Little backstory. I knew who you were, but we didn't know each other before September of last no. year. Did you guys know each other before then? A little bit. A little bit. Like, but not not know know each other. Not like you guys weren't texting in a group text like we do. No. No. So James came on our golf. Is this your first year? Too? Yeah. Yeah. So both of your first year. So we have a golf trip. Thirty-two guys this year went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Had a blast. But this is the first time that I re- I knew who you were. But first time I met you, um, had a blast with you. I think we all had a blast. Probably had too much fun myself, but um, had a fun time. Got to know you pretty well. Hung out with you pretty much every day on the trip. Played around of golf with you on the trip. Best round of the the trip for me. Um, what did you shoot far? the day before? I went 96-74. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, you have to understand. That first day, was it was exhausting. It's a long day. Yeah. Um, but then I think we've we, we've all gotten pretty close over the past uh, four or five months. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so last week we had, uh, we, we had a podcast about AJ's um, life and situation where um, his current wife... Her husband uh, passed away in a, in a car accident, and AJ told his journey about how he went through the process, um, adopting the kids, and just the emotions of um, that entire situation. And we thought um, this would be a perfect time to have you on because you have a very, the exact opposite point of view on what he went through, um, and we kind of just wanted your your story behind it, and we know this is probably going to be an emotional um, half hour, 45 minutes, hour, as long as we want to go. Um, yeah. But just kind of, let, let's let's start from the beginning. Um, married, two kids. Yep. How old? Yeah, married. Um, Lindsay was my wife. Um, <clears throat> two kids. Devin, she is seven. She's in second grade in Glen Carbon Elementary. Um, Dash is my son. He is six. We uh, hammered him out. Bang, bang. 17 months apart. Love it. Oh, dang. Great kids. I mean, they're they're incredible. You know, and Lindsay was incredible. Um, live in Glen Carbon. Um, I'm from Troy. Went to Triad. Grew up around here. Um, gosh, I don't Your know. Your dad was my principal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. My dad, John Denton, was uh, principal in yep. Bethalto. Yeah, so. yeah. So he would have been your prince. Uh, yeah. How many years was he there? 
Mm, five or six. I think yeah, he retired in 06. Yeah, I think he retired my junior year because we had yeah. a, you had I, him for two years. I had him for three. I graduated 05, and uh, he went one more year and then spent basically every spring traveling watching me play Heck baseball. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. You told me he was my principal. I'm like, I don't remember it. You're like, that was probably a good thing. You probably wouldn't. Yeah. Weren't down in the office. Yeah. That it's much. funny. Like uh, anytime we're out, you know, and my dad sees some, hey, Mr. Denton, how are you? You know, I'm, I always know. I'm like, he was in your office a lot. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> and it's pretty incredible though. Like, I I don't know how he did that. Like, he always told he he remembers everybody. And this is kind of getting off topic already. Oh, no, you're good. He used to study the yearbooks that of like the incoming freshmen so like the middle school yearbooks of people that were coming into high school the mm. next year and he knew and you probably never even knew this he knew exactly who you are and you like he would really? have known you coming into the school and he'd see you he'd be like hey Corey, how are you bud you're kidding like, me oh that's awesome how the hell does this that's guy all- know me that is awesome you know? and it's it's yeah. pretty incredible the attention to detail that that he had you know being a principal there for i mean that's fantastic yeah, like, pretty incredible. You feel, that's you an understatement. Cool. Yeah. That is awesome because at the, you're, you're right. Not only is that just a something your dad did not have to do, because no high school kid's gonna expect that. But like, if he walks up in the hall and s- says my name, like that just makes me feel welcome. And how the heck does that guy know my name? That's yeah. awesome. Not that I remember any <laughs> of that, um, but that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um. But back to the story. Um, Wait, I guess. let's let's zoom out. So, like, I shared my story, right? And the whole point of this is to hopefully help as many people as I can to share his story because there's a lot of other people. Even since I have went through my situation, my wife, like, there's all these Facebook groups. There's all these people that are dealing with similar situations. I think it's important to understand that, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people going through this, and hopefully James's story can help other people. And if they're going through similar situations or maybe have these feelings, and it's always good to hear from somebody that is going through a lot of the same feelings, emotions, thoughts um, that James is going through, which we're going to go, you know, dive into. And I think, you know, kind of how you started this, like, you know, you can go through the dates and stuff, but it was shared around pretty viral on Facebook, I thought, um, obviously, as some of these things, um, you know, happen, but... I don't know when the exact date was, but um, you want to take us through some of all, like, kind yeah. of starting. First of all, how long were you married? When did you guys meet? Yeah. Tell us the backstory. Yeah, so we were together almost almost 10 years, I guess. Uh, not married that long. We did things a little backwards. Uh, so I met her at my friend Tyler Nearman's wedding. Tyler, well, the the bride was my friend too, but also Lindsay's cousin. So Tyler and Chelsea Nearman... I uh, met Lindsay at their wedding, Lindsay's cousin. I was in the wedding. I uh, I walked the dog down the aisle. <laughs> so okay. I think Lindsay just felt bad for me. She's like, this freaking guy's got to walk the dog down the aisle, stand up on stage. He, they got married at the Wildy in Edwardsville. Standing up on stage with this dog like, hey, sit, chill, you know. And uh, he was a good dog. And uh, so we met that night, It, you know. Hit it off right away. <clears throat> Started dating. Several years in, we are pregnant. Pregnant with Devin. And uh, we had her. And then, you know, right away, pregnant with Dash. And I'm like, crap. I probably got to, you know, 
make this official. <laughs> she's like, she's like, don't, don't, and don't ask me to marry you when I'm pregnant. So what did I do? I asked her to marry me when she was pregnant. <laughs> How far along was she? Not that far. Okay. Not that far. Well, but we're guys, you know, we don't. Really so she still looked good in pictures because that's why she. Did. She's like, I don't want to look super pregnant and yeah, well, engage in pictures. Anymore. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We didn't get married till after. You know, after we had both. Uh, June second, twenty eighteen, we got married in Charleston, South Carolina. It was awesome. We had like a whole three day party. Like we, they always say like expect half your invites to come to your destination wedding. Mm-hmm. We had like eighty five people come to our wedding in, Holy in Charleston. Yeah. So we did the whole thing. Like we rented out a, a rooftop bar at a brewery th- for Thursday night when people came in, had like a welcome party, beer. It rained on everybody and we're on a rooftop. So, you know, in your yeah. mind, you're like, fuck, this sucks. Like, yeah, we're all going to get soaked. But I think it just kind of broke the ice, brought everybody together. We're all just soaking wet. Who freaking cares anymore? Yeah. We're just going to have a great time. Then we had our uh, rehearsal dinner the next night at an oyster house. It's called Leon's Oyster House. And uh, about 90% of the people there had never eaten oysters, swore they never would. We had cooked oysters, char-grilled. Everybody loved them. It was awesome. Had a great time. Then the wedding the next day, incredible. Um, Rained a little bit, but we had like a covered thing. We got married at a place called the Gadsden House. Um, Man. It was just awesome. Heck know? yeah. Yeah. Um, great life. You know, we lived in Staunton for a while. Um, moved to Edwardsville. Uh, my family still lives in Troy. Where's she from? She's from Mount Olive. Okay. Um, Mount Olive, Staunton area. And uh, so then we lived there. And then her family kind of started moving over towards Edwardsville. So my family in Troy, we moved to Glen Carbon. Built a house there in 2019. Um no, every, everything seemed to be going good. Life was good. Um, and then I guess just fast forward uh, last year, about this time, let's see, it was February 23rd. Lindsay had been sick a few days, just normal stuff. Like mm-hmm. our, you said your kids are sick right now. My kids were sick about yeah. the same time. Dash had missed uh, a couple of days of preschool. Devin was home with strep throat. Uh, Lindsay was down. You know, she was just laying around, normal sickness, um, wasn't feeling good. I'm like, let's go to urgent care. Let's go to the doctor, get you some medicine, just knock this yeah. stuff out. She was pretty stubborn about that stuff, as most people are. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I just got to sleep it out. So uh, normal stuff, taking aspirin for any fever, drinking lots of fluid. And finally, it was a Thursday night, February 23rd. Uh, she just comes walking out. It was like almost nine o'clock at night. She's like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's go to urgent care. I'm like, well, it's nine o'clock. I mean, there's no urgent care that open. We're going to go to the emergency room. So we packed up, uh, kids and all went to the emergency room and we basically just dropped her off. Cause I had the two kids that were mm-hmm. still getting over sickness. We're st- like still kind of getting over the COVID crap. Mm-hmm. So we weren't, able to go in and just sit around in the in the waiting room with her so at the time i'm thinking nothing of this like she's just in there to fluids antibiotic get out get out yeah you know exactly and so i'm sitting out in the parking lot with the kids 
of course, we make a few bathroom runs and whatnot. They're watching their iPads. It's fine. It gets to be about 1030, and she texts me. She's like, hey, uh, they're going to keep me. They think I have pneumonia. Uh, they're just going to pump some fluids in me. I'm dehydrated and all that. You go, you go ahead, go home, and I'm just, I'll text you in the morning. We can, you can come back and get me. I'm like, okay, do you need anything? And because she had taken like a pillow and a blanket and stuff, so she was comfy, comfy to go in there. Um, she's like, no, just just call my mom and let her know. So I called, I called Linda and said, hey, just FYI, Lindsay's at the hospital. Took her to the emergency room. She's been sick for a few days. Uh, they think she has pneumonia. Everything should be fine. Uh, so I go home, get the kids to bed. I'm asleep. Phone rings at 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, this is kind of weird. And I, I didn't recognize the number. I answered it, and it's like, hey, this is Anderson Hospital. Uh, just wanted to let you, and she's very upbeat, like nothing was wrong. Uh, just want to let you know, uh, Lindsay's blood oxygen had dropped pretty low. Her blood oxygen level was like 80. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like suffocating, essentially, mm-hmm. is how they explained it to me. Like normally you want to be like 97, 98. Correct. Um or higher. And they're like, yeah, uh, so we, we're going to put her in the ICU just to monitor. Uh, but we wanted to let you know, we know you got kids, you know, if you need to call anybody or whatever, you can come on up. She'll probably be available to see like in a room around four thirty, five o'clock. So I'm like, what the, yeah, <laughs> what just happened? You know? And, uh, so I called her mom and her mom was up at the hospital, just kind of waiting in the parking lot in, in case she heard anything or in case Lindsay was okay and came out and yeah. got a ride home. Um, so her mom, she's like, I'm, I'm at the hospital. I'll come to your house with the kids. You come to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. I wasn't able to really see her uh, right away because they were doing everything, getting her in ICU, uh, intubating her, all that stuff. And then her brother came up. Brandon and he and I were sitting there. Um, we finally got to go into the room, and at this point, she was, uh, I guess, medically induced coma, put into a medically induced coma. Her blood pressure was dropping, like n- basically nothing good. Like the doctor was mentioning renal failure, and I'm like, what? What in the world's going on? And, well, it turns out she had strep in her blood, and this had put her into uh, septic shock, Mm -hmm. which was pushing her blood pressure down. So she was on all kinds of medications to help her blood pressure and all this stuff. Um, So at this point, we're freaking out. We have no idea what the heck's going on. I don't know. I don't understand hardly any of this stuff. Um, But the day goes on. This is Friday now, uh, the 24th of February. Day goes on, and the doctor comes in, and he's like, hey, uh, she seems to be stabling out pretty good uh i think we ought to get her to a bigger facility i'm like well is this good news or bad news you know and uh, he's like this is it's good that she's stable but just in case you know we're missing something or i don't know uh we want to get her to a more equipped facility so uh mercy south over in south county had had some rooms available so they flew her on a helicopter over there, which I'm like, Jesus, like this isn't, yeah. you know, she's stable, but let's get her over there really, really fast. So 
Friday was just a horrible, horrible day. Um, Saturday, more of the same. I learned quickly that when doctors use the, the word uneventful, that's good. Like, how are we looking? You know, and it's a very uneventful night. That means nothing bad happened, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but everything seemed to be moving in the right direction. Uh, I guess Anderson was taking blood cultures like they're supposed to do, I guess. Uh, that's how they found out about the strep that was in her blood. So they were hitting her with antibiotics to fix that, you know, making sure that was going away, that was getting taken care of, um, taking care of the pneumonia and everything. Saturday she was progressing. She was still out. I didn't, like, at this point the last time I saw her, uh, talk to her alert was that Thursday night when she was walking into the emergency room. And uh, so Saturday was a very uneventful day. She didn't get any worse and starting to show signs of improvement. She was on oxygen, but they were reducing how much she needed. Uh, They were reducing the blood pressure medication, all that stuff. Uh, Same Sunday. Sunday was a pretty good day. I actually had a conversation with her nurse on Sunday that what, what are we looking at here? You know? And he's like, we're looking pretty good. Like we're moving towards the good. Uh, overall, everything seems to show signs of improvement. Um, you're still going to have a long road of recovery. You know, she's been in a medically induced coma for, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now three days, there's going to be some, some therapy. Uh, life may change for the next 30 days or so. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, no problem. Whatever we got to do. This is great news. So went home that night, and keep in mind at this point, the kids had not seen her at all. They just know mommy's sick, not feeling good, and the doctors are doing everything uh, that they can. So uh, I'm in a great mood Sunday night. Like, man, this, this is great news. Monday I show up not thinking anything. I took my time to get there. I had to go home every night, obviously. You're going to have to stop doing this, by the way. Gosh dang it. Sorry. Uh, I take my time getting there. I dropped the kit. Monday was my big, like, I got past that because I'm like, man, I've never gotten the kids ready for school. I've never seen the process. I I don't know. You know, and it's not to say that I'm, I just wasn't there. I went to work. Yeah. I'd wake up. I'd be at work at 7 a.m. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm try- Sunday night, I did everything I could to keep my mind busy. I did every piece of laundry in the house. Like, in my mind, I'm like, Lindsay's going to be coming home. I got to, this place is going to look, she's going to be like, damn, look what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I had the house looking great. Laundry folded, put away. Everything was ready. Um, woke the kids up Monday. Got them ready for school. It was like the most stressful morning in my life. Uh, got them to school. They had their lunch. They had their water. Book bags. Everything was ready to go. Uh, everything perfect. Got them there on time. Stopped, got some coffee. Made my way over to the hospital. Had my work computer. Like, my intention was to get there and be like, all right, just sit here in a chair. I'll work, wait for her to wake up, and we'll go home. And I walked in, and this nurse, new nurse, knew, like, the, the crews there go seven on, seven off. 
So we had a whole new crew, whole new doctor, nurse, all new team. And uh, I walk in and this lady goes, get the hell out of here. What are you doing in here? And I'm like, chill. I'm her husband. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm, I've been here more than you have the last few days. She goes, no, she's in isolation. You got to get out of here. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And uh, so I walked out, and the doctor, the new doctor, saw, you know, uh, commotion. And he comes over. He's like, hey, yeah, sorry about that. Like, I didn't know when you were going to get here. Uh, and at this point, nobody else was out there. I think her mom had gone home to, I don't know, take a shower and regroup. Uh, so I'm like, what's going on? He goes, well, we got some more blood cultures back from Anderson, and now she's got staph in her blood. Like, So the strep we were taking care of, everything was moving towards the right direction. Now she's got staph in her blood. And it's turning, like, you ever heard of toxic shock syndrome? Mm-hmm. It's it's basically doing that. Like she's got toxic shock syndrome. You can start to see some of her her arms and feet turning uh, like purple, you know. And uh, I'm like, so what the hell? What's he's like? Well, we're just gonna change some of the antibiotics. You know, it's pushing her blood pressure back down, so we're gonna get her back on that. We've increased her blood oxygen on the on the breathing tubes or the breathing machine. I'm like, okay, so. What do we do? He's like, well, this is a whole new thing, whole new process. And I'm like, geez, so we're like back to, you know, back to square one. Mm-hmm. Lost all our progress. Um, and so the next couple, this was Monday. Tuesday, I guess Monday night was a very uneventful night. Uh, so good news, you know, uneventful. And then Tuesday I get there, uh, get the kids back off to school and everything. Still, they haven't seen Lindsay at all. Um, let's see, trying to remember everything that, like, that I went through and heard, like being not in the medical field at all, it, it sounds just like complete gibberish when Mm -hmm. they're telling it to you. Um, but it seemed like everything was kind of contradicting what the other thing was trying to do. So low blood pressure. So we give her this medicine, but that was clotting her blood mm-hmm. you know well she had some kidney because of the the staff now in the toxic shock syndrome she had kidney failure and some liver failure like everything was just not good so they put her on dialysis and that like the medicine that they were having now was clotting some of the blood so it was making them hard to go through the dialysis machine um so they had to give her blood thinners, which made her blood pressure go down. Like it was never just, ending cycle. Yeah, you do one thing, it hurts the other. You do this, you do that. It, it just it was horrible, horrible to go through and to go home every night and just be like, yeah, kids, the the doctors are working. You know, the doctors are working. Let's, you know, we'll be home soon. And uh, in fact, uh, one day at school, I'm sorry. Uh, the kids made something. It was cute. Um, Dash made this thing, and one of it was like three things you could do, and uh, or three things you would want to do if you could do it. And it was like, I forget even what the first two things, but the third one was help mom. 
So they knew something was off. Something went right. Obviously, she wasn't there. Uh, Wednesday, we go in. I go in. By this point, just to tell you about Lindsay, I mean, everybody knew her. Everybody loved her. She was awesome. And um, we had, like, a whole wing of the hospital taken, you know, like, feel bad for anybody else that needed visitors because they didn't have a place to sit. Like, the whole place was just packed with family, friends, you know, you name it. And uh, so Wednesday they started saying, like, we need to check. We need to do an MRI and uh, check if there's any, like, at this point she might have other damage, you know. The, the infection, the staph, it may have spread further places. Um, there may be some brain damage. Like we may be talking about a whole different thing, you know, not just 30 days of therapy and back to a normal life. We may be talking about a, just a completely different life forever. And, uh, couldn't get into the MRI. Apparently if you're on life support, you're not a priority for an MRI. It's, I, I didn't understand it, but I guess like you're in a car accident on the side of the road, that's an emergency. They're going to yeah. get you in right away. But if you're being held together by machines for the time being, I guess they don't see it as a, as a priority. So Wednesday was March 1st and, uh, they finally got her in for the MRI and, uh, they got her back up to the room, and the neurologist called me in. Me and her brother, Brandon, showed us the machine. It's like, now that right there is, and you know how doctors talk. They just have zero feeling at all. I couldn't do it. It sounds like a fucking terrible life. No offense to the doctors out there. Uh, Corey, you're not a real doctor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, sorry, I make jokes when I uh, <laughs> you're good. when I cry. Um, he shows me the, me and Brandon, the, he's like, this is a healthy brain and I'm no doctor. So I'll probably screw this up. But he's like, see that? Like all the black, black is good. Like the whole brain is black. That's good. That's a healthy brain. And then he showed me Lindsay's and it's like all white with specks of black. He's like, and that's, that's all infection. And I'm like, what is what does that mean? He's like, basically there's zero brain activity going on. I'm like, I'm like, that's it. All, that's it. And he's like, yeah, there's there's nothing much to be done here. And um, so at that point, it, it, I mean, it was over. Uh, everybody in the hallway could tell we were gone for a while. We didn't come. Usually when we had an update of any type, we'd be right out there and gather everybody around and be like, here's where we're at. Here's what they're going to do. Here's the status. Uh, this time it'd been two hours or so since we got called back there and people are starting to get antsy and get worried. They put them into a private room and essentially they unplugged everything and we sat there 
while she took her last breaths. And it's a pretty horrible thing to have to do. Then we had to go home. Then I had to go home and tell Devin and Dash that their mom wasn't coming home. That's something I hope nobody ever has to fucking do. They took it about as about like you would expect. They were shocked. Um, I don't think they really understood it. Uh, at first, obviously they could see me and everybody else that was in the in the room crying. Sorry. Uh, so they knew it was just, they knew it wasn't. They knew it was, trying to explain. They knew what it was, but they just didn't understand it yet. You know, because they cried. They cried hard. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, it's, let's play this game. Let's do that. I mean, it's just kids are freaking resilient, man. And they probably just immediately wanted to get their mind off of it. Uh, it's it's hard. It was hard. It was really hard the first couple of days. How uh, old were they at the time? Well, six and five uh it was march 1st so i'm 23 yeah um devin's birthday is april 8th so she she was she was about to turn seven uh you guys may not even know this so when this type of thing happens your house is a freaking revolving door uh there was a hundred people over every day you know bringing you food bringing you alcohol. I had more alcohol probably in that first week than most frat parties have in a in a month. You know, like that's just what people do. Yeah. They don't know what else to do. They bring food over, they bring booze, they do whatever. They come hang out and I, honestly I loved it. I I loved it took my mind off everything. Uh because it's probably hard to sit by yourself in your thought. like Yeah. I mean, it still is. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's hardest for me, I think, is I never, I, maybe I build this up in my mind, I don't know, but I never can have a moment, you know, because it's like, okay, my life's changed. I got to be here for the kids. I can't just go sit in a corner and, sulk 
all day, every day, even though that's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I couldn't do it. I had to get up the next day. I had to get the kids ready, you know, get them bathed, get them fed. They took some time off school. Um, I got them into therapy right away. I got me into therapy right away. Uh, I have a, uh, one of my, one of my high school football coaches went through a similar situation. Uh, I guess more similar to Sandy. He lost his wife when he was about my age, young kids. And he told me at Lindsay's funeral, uh, he's like, whatever you do, get them into therapy. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I got to say, it's it's really helped. Uh, it's helped me a, a ton. I am your typical man. And I, I, I say that in the sense of I don't talk about anything. Uh, I don't like to. I don't want to. And I feel like I'm bothering you if I'm, like, sitting here talking about my problems and my issues and and at the same time, I feel like I'm just whining, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just, you know, and I don't want to be that guy, but it, it is helpful to get it out, uh, especially when you feel like I feel and you can't have these moments and you have to be strong for your children and for other people. You know, you have to look like you're together. To, yeah. You have to look like you're together, even if you're not at all. Uh so the, the hardest part for me still is at night when the kids go to bed. You just sit there, you know. So for the longest time, <laughs> I would just drink, you know. Just uh, to like numb, numb them. Yeah. I couldn't sleep for anything. So make a whiskey drink. Make another one. Make another one. Before you know it, I'm feeling like shit every morning. I'm sleeping in later and later and later. I'm scrambling around to get the kids to school because I feel like shit. I'm not working out. Uh, eating terrible. You know, it's just a horrible, horrible path that I was on. And I started seeing it. Uh, and then it kind of, I guess the, I don't know, the kicker, the, the aha moment was I'm like, I need more life insurance because if something like this happens to me, my kids, what are they going to do? You know, now we, that's not to say we don't have anybody. Like we've got a great family support system. Yeah. We get what you mean though. But I need to make sure they're set up. So I, I applied for life insurance. I got a trust set up. I I did all the things that I should have done that Lindsay and I should have done years ago that we never did. Uh, And I went and I got my blood drawn and all this stuff. I was going to get a lot of life insurance. And uh, blood work came back, liver enzymes, through the roof. I'm like, shit, maybe I should, you know, change a little bit. And uh, so I'm like, what do I do to do this? Uh, I'd tried 75 hard before, but I always put up the excuses like, well, I'm not going to go 75 days without drinking. I mean, I can I can cool it. It's not like I'm an alcoholic or anything, but go to dinner in the Shane Gillis yeah. concert. Or it's not a concert. 
He didn't show, sing. Show. Yeah. He should have. He would have been good. Did. Especially in a Donald Trump impersonation oh. the entire time. Maybe that maybe we're on to something. Yeah. Shane, put that in your uh, <laughs> in your repertoire. Um no, so I, I casual drinking, you know. You go out, you have a few drinks. It's moving into summertime, play golf, you have a few beers. Um I really like Mexican food food. It's gonna be hard to not have that whenever I want it. Uh, it's going to be extremely hard to work out two times a day. Like I'd tried the 75 hard thing before. It just never worked out. Let me pause you for one second. So doing 75 hard and doing 75 hard with not a wife to help out with the kids at home is a whole different ball game. Like your 75 hard isn't a normal 75 hard. Yours is 10 times harder. Because you have to prioritize your life so much differently now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. Like I did outdoor workouts at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. You're not leaving your house with your kids at home alone. No. No, I'm not. Uh, I get a lot. So long story short, I'm doing 75 hard. Um, yeah. I was going to do what everybody else does and say, well, you know, I'm going to start on January 1st. And it was perfect January 1st to start. It would have... It would have started on a Monday this year, mm-hmm. which is another day that everybody starts their stuff. And it was December 19th. I was fat and just asked Hinkle, right? <laughs> oh, I hope he's listening to <laughs> Me this. Me too. Take him out. Uh, 280. <laughs> Wrong. I was more than that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know how you said you uh, never seen two on the scale before? Yeah. You're excited about that. I've never seen three on the scale, but I've been pretty damn close. Yeah. It was, uh, it was close. Yeah. Flirting. No, yeah. Like 297. New, new territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite a bit for even for a guy that carries it well. That's what everybody, <laughs> that's what everybody says. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm glad you I, said that because I was yeah. going to be like, you didn't ever look that big. You carried it really well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's what they <laughs> I, all say. And then I'm like, oh, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it was December 19th. I had just finished up some more. That's another thing. All these are for Lindsay. You oh. told me this on the trip because I, I think you had just got a tattoo. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the meaning behind this? And you're getting to... That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. You, uh, you want me to go through it? Yeah. So the, the, First of all, what, what are, why are you getting the tattoos? Well, I've, I've always wanted... No, but what, what's the, significant of the significance of the tattoos, is my point? They're all symbolic. I mean... But they were all Lindsay. on her body. Well, not all of them. Oh, okay. For, a lot of them were on her body, yes, though, correct? Yes. And, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm taking that, and I've kind of branched off a little bit. Uh, so this cross, I started there. That was almost identical uh, on her back. Uh, so I got that was my first one. I never had a tattoo in my life. Uh, so the cross on my forearm, got that. Um, then... I don't know if you can see. Yep. Yeah. So Devin Dash that you could see inside yep. Lindsay's name there. Mm-hmm. Um, she had that identically on her forearm right here. Well, I have lyrics from our wedding song on the top of my That's forearm. Awesome. And I didn't want to put letters going yeah. the opposite. It would look yeah. weird. Um, so 
I put that there, and then the tat. I'm kind of giving my tattoo artist a lot of leeway. Like, here's my idea. Take it. She's freaking awesome, and she's so she's the one that said, "What if we put Lindsay behind it, uh, in kind of a negative shadow?" I love and it. Then put yeah. Devin and Dash through it. I'm gonna tell you right now, this was the most painful tattoo I've ever had in my life. It was awful. Um, up here, I have one right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mine what was that thirty seconds of pain. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up here, I can't pull. Been doing seventy five hard. <laughs> the, guns, the guns are coming out. Jacked. That is Atlas. Uh, I've always wanted that because it's just kind of symbolic of how I feel. Even even when Lindsay was alive, I I always felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Uh, but even more so now. Absolutely. Yeah. So at the top of the world, you can't really see it, but. Um, I have my kids' birth dates in there. Uh, this back one there. Um, so Lindsay always liked Jason Aldean's tattoo on his forearm. It was just like a palm tree beach scene. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you should do that. You should get it somewhere. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And uh, so I told my tattoo artist about it. She's like, I can... I can do that, but do you want to like kind of make it your own? So this silhouette is you and her. Is me and her. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Silhouette is me and her, and then with the beach scene. Even though we didn't get married on a beach, but still, I love it. And then there's a penny right here that is facing me, so like I can see it. Uh, Lindsay always, she would always. It was anytime she saw a penny, she'd be like, "Is a heads up." Oh, and yeah. She'd look yeah. at it, and if it's heads up, she'd pick it up, and she'd be like, "That's my dad saying hi from heaven." And uh, so she, I'm like, I've never heard of that, you know. And yeah. but she told me it was a penny heads up is somebody from heaven saying hi to you. So I put it right there so that I could always, and it's facing me, so I always see it. Mm. So that's awesome. Yeah, that might be my favorite. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was my tattoo artist's favorite. She's like, I'm gonna freaking do the shit out of this penny that's yeah. it is very like this tiny little thing right here took two hours she had like 14 different colors of brown and yeah. copper she's like i'm gonna make this thing awesome uh the year in it is 1984 the year Lindsay was born uh yeah so we're on finishing touches now uh, i'm gonna go some some roses she had uh like a flower right here uh i'm not gonna do that because i've kind of done some other things but i'm going to take floral the floral idea and cover you know my elbow area mm-hmm. and then just some cloud work up here to finish out the atlas and the lightning and everything yeah. looks, awesome looks amazing so, yeah i like I, it. I love it i'm love this it. weird guy with pennies if i see a tails one i will flip it to a heads for the next person <laughs> there you go <laughs> i've always Make, done that making somebody's day man yeah i hope yeah. so Gosh. uh so yeah i i've been doing that uh, it's been, I, I didn't get my first tattoo till June. So it's been, it's been a whole process as well. I uh, just think it's so cool that you're literally mem- mem- memorializing. Is that the right word? Yeah, I guess. Like her, memori- ta- yeah. her body on your arm, which is yeah. the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Like when you told me, like, I think I saw the cross, you told what we were talking about the cross. You're like, this was literally exact replica of what was on her and you're like i'm gonna go a couple couple different ones that she had on her body kind of through my arm and i was like that's the coolest thing ever absolutely she had uh jd 
right here on her finger too. I always thought she was crazy for getting my initials tat. I'm like, you really love me, huh? <laughs> that's, and uh, that's so it. she got she got my initials. Maybe she just likes sausage. Jimmy Dean. Yeah. <laughs> well played. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do her initials on my uh, that's awesome ring finger yeah. too. I really thought you were gonna say the JD was for something else, but it really was for you. Gosh nope. dang it! Yep. She really did like you. Yep. Yeah, I love it. A little it. bit. Yeah. So, I guess back to seventy-five hard. Uh, I was finishing up my tattoo session on the nineteenth. I'm like, you know what? Why wait till the first? That's just an excuse so that I can eat what I want and drink what I want on Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. and that's just soft. I'm not going to, if I do that, I'm not going to finish 75 hard. I love it. So I'm like, I'm starting. So I didn't start that night cause I didn't get home till like eight o'clock, eight 30 kids just got home, had to make dinner, get get everything ready for school. Uh, but the next day, the 20th I started. And so here I am, uh, February 9th, day 52. Uh, it's going well. I uh, I took some some notes for you. You guys are note yeah. takers. So I did I an like in body scan on day one. S uh, two. Uh, no, Shane. Uh, oh, he has one. Yeah, Shane's got one. CrossFit five five seven. Shane McBride. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm gonna do it one little side before you do that. If I was gonna boost anybody's CrossFit gym, he's the man. He's the man. So I'm you. CrossFit has recently, not recently, but got that bad rap of, I think it got big really fast and you had a lot of gyms open up with people who maybe didn't know exactly what they were doing. Coaches were getting a lot of people injured, so it got that negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So I think that was always in my mind. Like, eh, they're doing their kipping pull-ups, trash. (laughs) I met him through Jake Wolf. We went to First Form together, HQ, and rode with him the whole way, did a workout with him. I'm like, this dude is the real deal. Yeah. So I went and I worked out with, uh, at his gym a couple of times. It, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's phenomenal at it. It's an awesome gym. It's an awesome place. He's an awesome guy. Can't recommend it enough for anybody who's interested in it. Absolutely. He's, uh, I've, I've been there off and on since day one. Uh, Shane and I went to high school together, graduated together. He's one of my best friends. Uh, but he's got an in-body scanner there in, in his gym. And on day one, so... I I weighed in, I was 280.6 pounds, 26% body fat. Uh, day, I guess the last scan I did was day 43. Uh, so I'm 10, almost 10 days past that now. But I was down to 264, uh, 23.6% body fat. So I lost 2.5% body fat, uh, what, 16 pounds and total on the scale. Yeah. So that's even more fat because I gained some muscle in there. I probably should have wrote that down. Uh, but then just looking at some of my whoop statistics, um, my resting heart rate just in the last two months has gone from my average down from 59 to 47. Wow. Holy smokes. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, my HRV, you guys, are you, yeah. you could probably explain it better than me. I know it's good to have higher. Uh, but still, I've listened to podcast after podcast, and I still don't quite understand it. It's just a, your ability, your body's ability to recover better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
it's gone from average 95 milliseconds up to 124 milliseconds. That's a 30% increase. And my recovery average, so whoop gives you a recovery, those who don't have it, mm-hmm. um, has gone average 56% to 70%. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so average. For those that don't have whoop, it's it's basically red, yellow, green. Yeah. Uh, red's bad, yellow's eh, uh, green's good. Yeah. And so 70%'s in the green. Red is anything below 33%. So, So I mean, it basically just cuts it in thirds. So I went from mid-yellow to in the green, just, you know, eating better, not drinking, working out, the things you're supposed to do. Also, though, to stay (laughs) in green during 75 hard is actually a little bit difficult because you are working out twice a week. You're activity level is higher your strain is higher mm-hmm. and sometimes you're doing stuff late at night early in the morning so you're not getting that quality sleep in and sleep plays a big role in your recovery on the whoop and recovery general so to keep your recovery that high during this is actually phenomenal honestly yeah i mean i've been prioritizing my sleep it's helping my kids even um instead of just doing nothing sitting around you know, running around doing whatever till nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night every night. Like we have a routine. Yeah. You know, like routine's big. We, yeah, we big start. <laughs> we start winding down around seven, seven thirty. We eat a lot earlier now. Uh, I pay attention to a lot of my whoop stuff, and I keep the the journal. And I noticed that the later I eat, the worse my recovery is because my sleep isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, same with water. Uh, I try to crush water early. Early. So you're not waking up in the middle so, of that pee? Yeah, five, six times <laughs> yeah. pee. And I yeah. feel like old man river over uh-huh. here. Gotta <laughs> pee again, you know? Yeah. Because that just kills your sleep waking up so many times. Um, so our routine, we, we're done eating. We start winding down 7, 7.30. Um, I'll let them watch their iPads. Uh, but we usually, we have some kind of movie on or something. We will go to bed now. The kids were, were working on this. The kids still sleep with me. Uh, we were we were working on that. Lindsay and I uh, getting them back. I mean, they're seven, six. Yeah. Well, last year, six and five. Um, we were working on that, but then when she died, uh, yeah, it's like no, you guys just come on. Yeah, you know, you got thrown out the window for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So they're still in in bed with me, which is fine. I mean, it's it's been great for our routine for the most part the last few nights you can check my recovery has not been great uh because i cleaned up the rooms quite a bit organized um it's just more homey in their rooms now than it was it's just not something we really paid attention to because they weren't in there really i mean Mm -hmm. it was like a storage unit for their toys um so now it's more inviting and they're like hey i want to sleep in my room tonight so the last few nights They've been sleeping in their room. So I'll go lay in Dash's bed with him for a little bit, and then I'll bounce over to Devin's bed. So by the time I get to my bed, it's probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So my sleep's taken a little bit of hit the last few nights, but overall our routine has just gotten so much better. They wake up earlier. They're way more productive in the morning. I'm way more productive in the morning. Um, I get up at 5.30 every morning, get my reading knocked out, listen to some podcasts, uh, get my breakfast, you know. So how how was it um, 
like the change for you whenever they started sleeping. I'm imagining that was a little bit of a change for you too, like sleeping. You know, it, like the last bed. couple of days. Yeah. No, it's, it's, so last night was the first night that they both did it. Yeah. Uh, Cause they, the first few nights it, they would go to sleep in the room, then they'd wake up and come to my room. So I slept terrible cause I'm like half asleep mm-hmm. just waiting yeah, for yeah. them to be in dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last night I slept pretty good. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I had nothing but the dog, Penny, you know, in my (laughs) bed. I had all kinds of room. It was cool. Like, Dash and Devin, they're both hot bodies. So, like, when I'm next to one of them, and they like to sleep close, you know. So, Uh, and now they like to, I have to be in the middle. So, and I'm like a weird sleeper. I like to throw a leg out. So, it's like (laughs) cold, Yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes. And. You can't do that when you're in the middle of two kids. <laughs> you're like just nestled in there, baking. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's probably why you've lost so much weight. You're yeah, sweating it out every night. Uh, it's like a sauna. <laughs> yeah. How are they doing? They're doing really, really good. So do you do you guys do things? I know it, it's been less than a year, obviously. So this is still unbelievably fresh. Like we talked last week about. Again, it's been a way longer time for his kids. How long How long has it been now? I don't know. Miles is 12, so maybe eight years-ish. So, like, things to... Seven, eight years. Remi- like, things you did with mom. Like, do you look at pictures? Do you read books that you they, they, she used to read with them? Like, stuff to keep mom on their mind. Like, not... Obviously, it's so new still that there's no chance they anything has been forgotten from mom, but like, do you still keep that fresh in their minds all the time? Absolutely. So at first I, I wasn't, that's something therapy's helped with. Um, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, avoid everything. Yeah. So you don't trigger something, you know? Um, I, I don't know, maybe dash, maybe he was a little young and didn't quite, graft because he seems to have done better getting back into things um Devin had some episodes where we would get to school and she'd be like I ain't going I am not going to that school and I'd be like well you have to it's school you know like go ahead just cry hysterically no I'm not going so I would have to loop around walk her in sit with her in the counselor's office for a little bit until she kind of settled down. She has a couple friends at school that are a little closer than others. And like, we would even bring them in to kind of calm her down and then everything's fine. She'd go back. Uh, that only happened a handful of times, maybe, I don't know, four or five times. Uh, and I started gathering the, uh, I guess the correlation. It always happened after a first. So like, Jeez, I didn't even touch on this. Um, March 5th, four days after Lindsay passed away, Devin broke her elbow. Uh, that was kind of a big one. I probably should have touched on that. We were out playing uh, at the neighbors across the street, uh, Joe's house. Yeah. And uh, Devin jumps off the swing, like, Dad, watch this. Jumps off the swing, got a little higher than she wanted. So her body kind of leaned a little more forward she put her put her elbow down or put her uh hands down and you could just hear it and she started crying immediately i'm like what the 
I do? Like what's going, what's happening? And the last place you want to be back to is a hospital hospital. at this point in time. Yeah. Anderson emergency room. So I, I just scooped her up, ran over to my house, put her in the backseat of my truck. Um, we put a pillow under, under her arm and, uh, just to, cause it, it didn't look good. Um, my mother-in-law was there with Dash already. Uh, she, she stayed around probably a week or so um, after everything happened, and just to help make Absolutely. sure make sure I didn't completely screw something up. Uh, got to the hospital, they're like, "This is this is way too complex for Anderson. We got to move on." And uh, so they're like, "You got to get over to Cardinal Glennon." Yeah. Well, my dad volunteers at Cardinal Glennon. And um, he retired back, I think we said, in 06. Mm-hmm. And aside from golf, he's like, I need something else. So he started volunteering at Cardinal Glennon. Um, they took care of me when something happened when I was in high school, which that could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, so we get over there, and my dad's, like, flashing his badge. He's, he's <laughs> like, volunteer. And he know. knows every single every, name there. Yeah, everybody there. <laughs> he did research know. of the They uh, got us in. I'm talking, this was like first class, you know, Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> I'm like... Luxury. Yeah, Devin was the VIP patient, you know. They're like, Mr. Denton, right this way. <laughs> you know, and we rolled back there, and long story short, we spent two nights, two more nights in the hospital. Oh my gosh. Uh, Devin had surgery. It was that bad. She had three pins in her elbow, and they had to. She looks like she got Tommy John surgery because right here, uh, she had. They had to cut to move some of the nerves mm-hmm. to put one of the pins in. Which, so it was on a growth plate or something. I don't even remember. Okay, uh, but yeah, three pins, cast for a month. Up to the uh, up to the. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. So here. she was here. Yeah, she was like hidden, the Henry Rowan Gardner. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Rookie. No idea. Who Rookie of the year? No, got nothing. Yeah. Well, you should watch it. Okay, I will. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so she, like, obviously that was, you know, catastrophic. Yes. Like, just horrible experience. Uh, but I back to my story, like, I noticed it was after first. So, like, Devin's birthday. April 8th, you know, a month and a couple of days afterwards, we had her birthday party. And then that Monday, she's like, I ain't going. I can't do it. And then uh, I took the kids, like, summer clothes shopping. And it was something, like, Lindsay and I used to, we used to go everywhere. we just drive around sometimes. we just get the kids in the car and get out. So we'd go out to eat. We'd go to the mall. We'd just waste a day spending it with the kids getting things that we need, doing things that we needed to do, you know, whatever. We just get out. But it was something that we all did as a family. So we went to Nordstrom, got some summer clothes, uh, went to Mission Taco. That was one of our spots. That next Monday, not going not going to school. Mm. So I, I started connecting the dots. So I, I pointed – it's nice that I noticed these things because I could point it out to my – or their therapist, and be like, hey, here's what happened. Here's how she reacted. Here's what Dash did. Here's how he reacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she could kind of mold the conversations around that stuff to help. And it, 
therapy has really, really helped us all just talk about things. Like, it sounds weird talking no, about it your feelings, but it has. Like, because so many times I would get frustrated with the kids, and I just I didn't know how to tell the kids I'm frustrated. I would just like yell or be in a weird, pissed off mood for no reason. And they'd be like, they might have thought, what did I do to piss off mm-hmm. dad? And I, it could have been something completely different. Uh, same with them. They would just act out. And like Devin went through this thing the first couple of weeks afterwards where if you looked at her and like smiled or laughed, she would just be like, stop it, stop it, you know, and just go to her room and cry. Just mean, you know. And I'm like, hey, you, you can do this in a different way, a more constructive way. And that's really helped. Therapy just mm-hmm. – they are able to tell me like, Hey, I'm frustrated right now. I just need a minute. Uh, instead of just acting out or freaking out or something like that and vice versa. I can be like, guys, daddy's a little frustrated today has nothing to do with you guys. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to talk it out. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And they're they're getting to the ages now where they understand that. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. dad's a little stay away. Yeah. And that happens like, You mentioned, uh, you mentioned right at the beginning, like you want to do all the fun things with your girls, mm-hmm. you know, while you got them. And then, you know, Erica has them, and you can go do whatever you want, play some golf. I'm not saying, not saying anything about that. I'm just saying I don't have correct that, you know, and so sometimes I do get a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, but that's. It's healthy for you too, though. Like you have to be able to get out and like have some some James time, or yeah. you know, and yeah. it's an adjustment. Are yeah. your parents still around here? Uh, right now, no. Um, they still live in Troy. Primary primary residence is in Troy, uh, but they they're both retired now, and uh, so they are in Tucson, Arizona, okay. till April. How when do they go down there? Uh, they usually go around Christmas. Okay, so they're gone for a while. Yeah. So we, we talk. We try to get out there. This year, not not really going to work out. But um, Lindsay's family's all around here. They help all the time. Um, we have excellent neighbors. Uh, they help a lot. Like, everybody on our street, it's like, if, I feel like everybody is about our age with two kids, like, under 10 so it, we fit perfect like all the kids play together all the time and they're more than willing to help like sometimes i need to get a outdoor workout in during 75 hard you know and it's like a saturday i'm like i don't know when i'm gonna do this yeah kids are out playing i'm like hey can you guys just keep an eye on them? keep an eye on them for like an hour yeah. and so that that works out uh, i do a lot of my outside stuff during the day while the kids are yeah, in school. absolutely. So. How would you say 75 hard is like overall helped you? Like I know you're working out twice a day and usually I'm assuming the second one's like a walk or something where you're outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for, for the longest time, uh, I would just do a walk. I have a 20 pound weighted vest. Like the walk yeah. seemed to start getting easy and monotonous. So I, and I lost almost 20 pounds. So I'm like, why not put it back on and keep doing it? Yeah. Um, 
So I started doing that, but then I started thinking too, my, the way I work, I don't know, it's weird. Um, I always need a goal in mind. Yeah. Like if I finished, if I didn't have anything else, I'd finish 75 hard and then I'd get right back to 284.6, 26% body fat. 100% understand. And so I needed something else. I'm going to stop you for one second because that's not going to happen. It's not. I signed up for a half marathon. Well, that's awesome. But I promise you when you get done with 75 hard, that mindset will not be the same anymore. So that's kind of what I was hoping for. And that's what everybody says. Um, But me being me, I put contingencies in place. I get it. You know uh, know yourself more. Yeah. When's the half marathon? April 27th. Where at? St. Louis. Is that the go? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to do it with me? No, God, no. I just wanted to know what weekend it was. Race I was going to come support you. <laughs> uh, I had done it before. Um, it's funny. Look at me running half marathon. Uh, I did it before, but it was uh, two years ago. I had just quit 75 hard in the middle because I was the guy that started January 1st and knew I wasn't going to get through it. I'll try 75 hard, I said. And uh, I didn't. Took me 20 days. Uh, failed. On the day that the Chiefs beat the Bills in the greatest finish ever. Oh, that was that was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Probably the best game I've ever it seen. It was. The bourbon was excellent, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, so, I was training for the half marathon. My buddy Rob was like, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, sure. I was training. I was feeling good. And then Triad, uh, this is when I was coaching, Triad called me. They're like, hey, something happened. Kind of lost our JV coach, like, fast season starts tomorrow can you do it i'm like i guess i can yeah so coached the jv at triad for a year and uh, i had coached there before but got out of that when i when Lindsay and i had kids um you guys mentioned the guy the other day that committed to oklahoma state yeah he's pretty solid i had him on that team freshman year we went 19 and 2 called it a year you know career <laughs> so so that was your one coach jv coaching year yep that was it 19 and 2 baby nice so <laughs> had nothing to do with the d1 record all to do with the coach yeah absolutely yeah so you guys were uh, good enough for him not to be playing varsity he played some but yeah triad triad had a good they still do i think they have a good baseball program awesome so in your next interview to coach baseball you went 19 and 2 and you coached a d1 athlete so i mean absolutely it's, it's all you i mean yeah, yeah, you have plenty coaching. of time to coach a <laughs> high school baseball team now. <laughs> You're getting yeah. hired. Yeah, certainly can't do that anymore. Um, but because of the baseball, I had just checked out in my mind. I quit training. I wasn't going to do it. I didn't tell Rob, uh, but I was not going to run that half marathon. And he called me like a couple days before, and he's like, hey, bro, what's up? What's up? Because I ghosted him, completely <laughs> ghosted. I wasn't responding to texts, nothing. I'm like, hey, dude. Listen, uh, I ain't doing it. I'm not running this thing. He's like, oh, but I already got your uh, your packet. Like, I got you. You can ride with me. I got a parking spot. You know, everything's – I'm like, all right, sure. Let's. So you did a half on no training? Yeah. Took me two hours and 37 minutes. I don't even think that's that bad. Uh, I crossed the finish line with my – That's less than a 12-minute mile. My With calf, zero training. My calf muscles were just, you know, balling up on me. I could hardly walk. It was awful. That's an athlete, though. <laughs> zero training. Pure That's not. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's no way I could do a half and a sub twelve pace right now. 
I would die. Well, my goal this time is two hours because that's sub ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually run. That's awesome. And, and so, yeah. yeah. So now I'm just I don't know I don't know what the next thing is, but I'm always gonna have something. So a lot of your outdoor workouts right now are you are you doing all weighted vests or are you doing some running in? Well, since well I started then? training for the half, I'm I'm just doing running. Awesome. So I was mixing in some running with the weighted vest just to yeah know, see, um, but. Honestly, with as much running as I'm going to be doing, I don't want to put more weight on all my joints. I get that. So, yeah. So my my thing with all these programs in 75 hard is like, I don't feel like kind of what you're describing. Like, what's your plan? Like, it's not like you're never. I mean, if you're never going to drink again, that'd be. I don't know what your plan is. It's just tough. Like coming off that. Like, how do you find that balance again? Or do you just take a break and then go back on 75 hard or whatever the other programs are? So I don't know about how you feel about it, but again, what day are you on? 52. So you're, I mean, you're on the downhill. I, it, it creates really, really good habits. More so than any other, those ridiculous challenges out there. I think the length of two and a half months really breaks you and gets you to a point. I mean, you're, for anybody who, tells me they can't do 75 hard, I'm going to say, listen to episode, whatever we're on right now, I'll find out once this actually airs, because you're making excuses. If you can do it with everything that's happened, like all the things that have led up to why you started in the first place, to all the obstacles that you have to overcome on a day-to-day basis, to be able to do it, anybody can make time. We talked about this over and over again. I don't have time. Bullshit. You don't make time. Mm -hmm. And that's all there is to it. And doing 75 hard allows you to get to a point in your life where you start to prioritize sleeping patterns, systems, discipline, um, routine. Efficiency. Efficiency. So you create these good routines, efficient routines that, yeah, maybe when you get done, you're not going to do two workouts every day. But you might keep reading. You might keep your water intake up. You might make start making way more healthy choices when you're going out to eat or eating at home. Mm-hmm. You might still prioritize exercise, maybe not twice a day, but once a day. You might prioritize this run, this training. So for 75 Hard for me, was it wasn't just that challenge to do to sink back into old bad habits. I think it changes. I think the length and what you have to do during the challenge changes your mindset on everything. Absolutely. So it's not just some challenge and done. Right. It just makes you more aware of everything that you weren't doing. Um, <clears throat> I I mean, I could, this makes me sound bad, but I could sit on the couch and watch TV and scroll my phone for a couple hours and not even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have a drink and eat terrible and... Before you know it, it's 11 o'clock, and then you're sleeping terrible because you ate terrible and you had a few drinks, and then your kids are feeling that too mm-hmm. because you're still up. Maybe they're still up, or if they're not still up, they're not sleeping great. And their morning is completely jacked because your morning is jacked. Exactly. Yep. You know, I'm not, I, I, you know, you sleep in, you hit that snooze button, and you don't get your reading in. You grab a quick breakfast at McDonald's or Starbucks instead of a good healthy breakfast, yeah. you know, 
And uh, it just it just ruins the whole day. Like my You're morning. in a rush in the morning yeah. with the kids, then they're rushing. Mm-hmm. It's just a debacle. Right. When I wake up now, I feel great. I get everything that I want to get done. Like it just sets the stage for my day. And I know I go through the day intentionally now instead of just reaction. Yeah. Like I'm I love just, that. I'm not just reacting to everything. You're proactive. And, right. Proactive instead of reactive. So okay. Write that down. I did. It's in my notes. First, another thing I wrote down and circled, and I know to back to what you said earlier is you uh I don't know what you said. Something you you fill it. What what was the saying you made that when you were bigger people said to you? Oh, I've, and you wear I carry it, well, I carry it well. well. Carry it well. Twenty six percent body fat at two eighty is you had a lot of muscle. Yeah. So you did carry it well, legitimately. Yeah. Like twenty six percent body fat is not that's not bad. That's I mean you're. You're NFL lineman type material. You're, you're, you're a big boy though too. Like you're. Yeah. How you're tall are you? Dude. Six three. Yeah. yeah. That's gigantic to me. I'm five six. So. Yeah, yeah. That's nine inches. But, but. <laughs> that's like what is that nine? That's nine inches. Yeah, can we get that on camera? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hits the ball a mile. Hits the golf ball. Well, I don't a know mile. if he hits it that much farther than me, but. It's impressive. I feel like if we both had a putter in our hands, I could putt it similarly to him, like distance-wise. Yeah. I thought you just meant poorly. <laughs> no, I, I know how bad you putt. No, you do You do hit a golf ball differently. I hit it that far so that I can still make par with my three-putt. I, I, I think that's a great... Like I did on number 10 at Circling Raven. Yeah, you hit a 440-yard drive. Granted, downhill a little bit, wind was helping. Wind was helping. But you had a 98-yard wedge into a par five, <laughs> and we made the same score. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. What about number 10, though, that I was talking about? The, I don't know, 380? Okay, first of all. Green, you, you three hit putt. It, you hit it, and you go, that was awful. Well, and then it landed, you go, oh, it's on the green. I guess it's okay. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what hole that was? Yes, yeah. Uh, Cam okay. lost like seven balls on that hole. Yeah. We found out there was Sucked a drop in. zone. <laughs> yeah. He made thought par. he was going to get like a 15 made par. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a fun you course. You got to let the rules of golf work towards you. Work I agree. for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I get you. Circling <laughs> Raven. Um, but to your point, um, I or back to my, like, I still don't think, I know that you have to be a goal. I think, I think most people have to have that goal to keep training and doing stuff. Um, we talk about, um, right now I'm doing a powerlifting competition next month, and I always have to have these things to get me into something. But I don't think, I think when you get done, you're going to look back and be like, yeah, I'm glad that I signed up for this half marathon because I'm going to crush it, but I didn't need it mm. because I'm still going to do what I need to do. Because I, I think you're going to look at all the things that you have accomplished and the differences that it's made in not only your life, but your children's life now, and say, I'm never going to go back to what I was doing beforehand because it's made such a positive impact on everybody. Because if you're, like, we've talked about this, if you're the best version of yourself, you're going to give the best version of yourself to your kids as well, which is ultimately what you want to do as a dad at all times. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. So, And that's what I'm, that's the whole purpose of everything, like, I didn't like where I was going. Um, I needed to recalibrate. 
you know, and that's that's something that you kind of were talking about with your 75 hard. It just gives you a new template and just recalibrates, re-energizes you and helps you put these systems in place so that maybe the kids don't know it, but they are becoming much better versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, they came to me and said, I'm going to sleep in my own room tonight. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I feel like, once again, we've talked about this too, is you had the awareness and you saw like the path you're heading down. You're like, you weren't happy with yourself, basically. And I think that, like, and that's why I love 75 Hard is because it's a drastic change. Like, there's a program, it's it's a mental toughness program, basically, and you're forced to do this if you're going to do it properly. That's what I love. Like, it can turn you out of that. That's, like, what I think is the most helpful about it. Another thing that you said, though, that I think is very important, and I know we you pressed on it quite a bit, but I think males, in general, have this negative connotation of therapy. Mm-hmm. that I don't need it. That's for weak people. I'll be fine. That's bullshit. Absolutely. I personally think that every person in the world should have somebody they can talk to who doesn't know them personally, who can give you a outside perspective of your life and say, hey, man, you're doing great, but here's some things that we can do to make it even better. Yeah, or-, or you're doing shitty, we need to do. We need to flip this completely, right? Uh, and I and think there, there's some things too that. Sorry to cut you off. No, uh, there's a lot of things that maybe I don't want to tell you as my friend or my parents or something, just because like eh, they're gonna think I'm weird or something like that. And you tell the the therapist that like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm having this thought. I'm having that thought. And your therapist says, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like. You're not the only one thinking that, and then it's like, oh, all well, right. It seems like as a as a like you're an athlete. Obviously, we went over that. Like, I feel like if you're kind of like that type of person or, or male, it's tough to admit that you feel weak. You feel like you know you don't want to admit that. Uh, at least I don't. I always feel like, hey, I'm not gonna ever talk about that with anybody. That's for and so I've never had a therapist to like yeah. bounce those off of. Unbelievably important and helpful 100 percent. i'm still keeping receipts jesus christ <laughs> he needs a therapist nah i don't you need help you do I need a lot <laughs> this of is help. A, this all this entire conversation was an intervention to yeah. tell you yeah. that you need nah, help we're not even recording <laughs> i'm good i don't feel like i need it at all i feel like i'm happy it's i'm telling you not saying you need it that's not what my point is but like having that person outside to speak to especially going through something like you did if i have i we sat down before you got here and i was like do you have notes written out for james he's like no i'm just gonna let him talk i'm like i have some things i want to ask and the first thing is therapy kids therapy because i can't tell you how important i think that is Mm -hmm. um when eric and i got divorced i called the school because they have therapists in the school i said hey colby's doing fantastic but could could you guys just keep an eye on her? Maybe pull out of her class and make sure she's doing okay because if she does need to go somewhere, I'd like to know. I want to be proactive instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. And she's doing fantastic, and the counselor chops in on her every once in a while. Um, and d- does these aren't one on they're the one on ones, but like they're not. It's not therapy like 
a sit down therapy would be, but it's, it's just make sure she's doing okay in case we need to take that route at some point in time. I, I, and with your instance, I mean, mom is no longer there. I can't imagine how hard that is on a four and six year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, mom is everything to those kids. Yeah. I'm going to bring you back to cry here, but mom is everything to them. Dad's dad and kids love their dads, but at that age, Mom is life. Absolutely. So having that, literally, that was my number one thing I wanted to make sure, not to tell you you needed to do it because I knew you were going, I knew the what the answer was going to be, but for anybody on the outside like that, don't think that that's a weak thing to be doing. Like mm-hmm. give you and your kids the best possible way to succeed in life. And if that's to talk to somebody, then you have to do that. And I can't stress how important, I guarantee you know how important. You've harped on it multiple times. The importance of that was probably one of the biggest things you guys did. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, one thing that's really helped me with, uh, I was always the the bad guy, you know, good cop, bad cop situation. Yeah. Like Lindsay's form of discipline was, do you want me to call your dad? <laughs> I'm calling your dad. <laughs> do you want me to tell your dad what you just did? Yeah. And so the kids, like, indirectly, or not, I guess not indirectly, but subconsciously developed this thing like, oh, shit, dad can't know what we did, or, mm-hmm. oh, crap, dad's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then I would come in and play the part and be like, you need to go to your room. You need to do this. And we talk about it. And uh, so now playing both sides where mm-hmm. I need to have a level of discipline. I, I can't have them just acting out or, you know, whatever. But I also need to be, like, Sweet about it. Compassionate. Yeah, that's that's a better word. Yeah. Did you read a dictionary? Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so therapy's really helped me with that. Yeah. You know, because, like, I can still be tough. I can still have discipline with the kids. But I can do it in a, in a better way. Yeah. yeah. You got to wear you two know. hats now. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that that's, I mean, there's so many moving parts. It's, I'm still learning. I mean, oh, you're going to learn till the day you die. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. And they understand that. They're smart. They're resilient. They're going to learn with you. And that, that's how you should want it. Absolutely. Yeah. I have, I have to, if, if we're going to wrap closer wrap things up, I have to tell the one brick house story for everyone else to hear. Oh my gosh. That is, let's hear it. You were there. Yeah. So, it's still one of the funniest things so I've ever experienced folks. in my entire life. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, for everybody listening, <laughs> now you've you've just heard this Thanks entire story. In. You've heard this entire story, all right? We're at Brick House playing golf. It's, uh, I think it's Wednesday at 11. I'm going to set the scene. We just ordered lunch. We're hitting golf balls. James is hitting it way further than us. Oh, well, not way further, further than us. That's not true. He's got a couple miles. AJ's, AJ's up on the tee. Me and mm-hmm. me and Jimmy Deere sitting behind him. And AJ just starts bitching. <laughs> He's like, you guys just don't understand. He says, Sandy just gets up in the morning and she leaves. Leaves me to do everything with the kids. I got to get them ready for school. I got to pack their lunches. I got to do this and do that. And James looks at me and goes, <laughs> Man, that sounds rough. <laughs> and AJ immediately realizes that James does his shit every single day. And he's like, God 
damn it. And I'm in, me and James are in tears at this point in time. I'm dying laughing. And AJ, I, I don't know if you've ever been redder in, my, in your entire life. That was good. I mean, I wanted to see he, myself out of that. <laughs> man, goes, you got it rough, he goes, bro. Man, you got it rough. And I literally was like, I mean, I think I had tears streaming down my face. That was one of the best moments I've had. I'm usually not around James when I talk like that. And I immediately looked at his face and I go, yeah, this isn't going to go well for me. It's not. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I think that's all we got today, yeah. boys. Uh, yeah. Well, I do want to thank you for coming on as yeah. the first guest. Thanks for uh, having first me. First of all, thank you for telling us that story. Oh, thank yeah. you for telling um, at least 37 people that story today. Yeah. Because that's the amount of followers that we have. Maybe we'll get 38. Yeah. We share this with Andy Purcell and talked a lot about 75 We did. Yeah. How it's improved James' life. First form. <laughs> bang, bang. Not an ad. I don't think he likes us. That's all right. You if he's listened his, to any of other, other podcasts, we've talked about how awful their energy drinks are. <laughs> I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I like the orange. I don't and I hear like there's the a new flavor drinks. out now. The nude flavor looks fire. It's the like berry. The, mm-hmm. the super berry blast or yeah. something like that. It's probably going to be awesome. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I don't think they're terrible. Their protein is the I best. I love it. The best tasting orange And juice. let me just tell you, uh, not an ad. I put in an order. For a bunch of stuff. I've been listening to this podcast, Healthy Dad, Wealthy Life. You need, you know, supplements and stuff. Uh, So I I put in an order uh, in my blood work that said my liver enzymes were high. My vitamin D is also low. So I got some vitamin D. I got some magnesium. I got a bunch of stuff. Like $200 worth of stuff. And I noticed, like, usually they're on the ball, you know. Like, you place the order, and I didn't go to S2. Sometimes I just prefer to go online. You know, not nothing against them. Great dudes. Sometimes I just go online. Yeah. Um, Same. <laughs> I place the order. Usually they're like within an hour, maybe a day at the latest. You get, okay, it's shipped. Mm-hmm. And, and then like a couple days later, it's at your house. Two weeks went by. I'm like, I haven't got any of my stuff. So I checked. Still hasn't really been processed. So I emailed them. They go, I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. This is not like us. They reprocessed it, refunded my 200 and whatever dollars, gave me a $40 uh, gift card, and stuff was in the mail, like, in an hour. I'll have it tomorrow. Their customer service Incredible. is the best on planet Earth. Yeah. I was amazed. So the reason... Not that I... I didn't... I wasn't pissed. Yeah. I wasn't trying to get anything You're just used to their good customer service. I'm just like, I kind of want my stuff. Yeah. Like, could you you send it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Here's your money back. Here's some more, and your stuff will be there tomorrow. So here's why I fell in love with First Form. I know we tried to end this podcast, but I got to tell this story. Um, There Again, I love all their products except their energy drinks. (laughs) <laughs> just side note but i have a my i have a my separate channel through work dr Batcrack shout out and i used to do um every wednesday we did a wellness wednesday for a long time i'm familiar with that yeah they were sometimes they were funny sometimes it, it, it is what it is i i almost stopped one time i was up here at the restaurant next door and these two kids were sitting at the table and they're like hey are you the wellness wednesday guy and i'm like never stopping doing this that was the coolest thing ever However, I ordered something from First Form. And when they send it, sometimes they send you notes. 
right? They probably said, you're going to get a note that said, probably on this one, we apologize for the delay, something like that. It's always a handwritten note. Thank you for ordering with us. We appreciate your credit. It's not, it, I'm talking, it's handwritten note. They have a separate uh, f- people there, handwriting notes. Yeah, I've ordered there before. Okay. <laughs> this guy. Handwritten. Handwritten. This guy I've never met pen. in my entire life. Um, if you follow any of their stuff, he's this guy who does trick shots with soccer balls. Nice. Dino Music or something? Yeah. Have you seen him? Uh-huh. Okay. He writes me a handwritten note saying that he watches all my videos. I'm killing it. He can't wait for to watch them every single week. Gave me, it looks like your business is going great. Enjoy watching your videos. We, we appreciate your business. Make sure if there's anything you ever need, let us know. I will never buy another product from anybody else after that. Like, you hooked me. Mm-hmm. Some random guy who I don't know how long he'd been there at the time, got Andy Frisella, a lifelong customer. I sell the stuff at my office now. <laughs> I tell everybody you like it besides their energy drinks. Like, that, that is the definition of good business there. You know, what's, you know what, the, what they have that's not good? Their pre-workouts are terrible. Oh, my God. I like their pre-workouts. You've told me you don't like them. I drink it every single day. What is it? Megawatt? No, Trash. it's the other one. <laughs> Formula One, whatever it is. No. Trash. They taste terrible. He's yeah. he would he's a Jim Stepani guy. Guaranteed pre gym is back no, here. I don't don't use it. Guaranteed. Thank We're, you for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll wrap it up. Peace out. All right. Thank you for listening. As always, the shared information is intended for general purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical or financial advice. Please consult with a qualified professional for any questions you may have.